Good afternoon, and thank you for spending your lunch hour with us on this Thursday afternoon. I am so excited about the show we have for you today. Um, education foundations are huge in our world, and I think that as a student growing up, I didn't even realize what they did for our system. And so as an adult, because I've worked with them, I've learned so much, and I wanted to bring that education to you so that you know exactly what education foundations are doing for our students and for our community. I remember being in high school and um, in, I took aquatic science and we had like fish tanks and fish and stuff. And now looking back, I realize it was probably an education foundation that funded everything that we were able to do in, in that class and many more. So today we are talking about education foundations. We have many that we work with at ACU. We have a program that is a mascot card and what our mascot card does is if one of your if your school your alma mater your um you know just the community that you're in if it has a mascot card you can go into any acu sign up for your account if you don't have one or if you already have one you can make your debit card that mascot card so uh, we have one in santa fe texas and um, we call it the indian card that is where my husband went to school so i'm proud to support the santa fe indians and um so today i have with me jody gidley jody is the uh, executive director for the education foundation welcome jody thanks for having me so um we started this partnership with you guys i think maybe about six months ago uh, probably a longer process but we got the cards in about six months ago would that be right that's right and so um, people go in and they get these cards and then they go and do their normal everyday stuff. Maybe they go to the grocery store, buy groceries, um, or if they you know, are at the mall and they buy clothes and they're all, all these are using their debit card. Things that they do, this isn't a credit card. And um, as long as they don't do it, they do it as a debit credit transaction um, instead of a putting in your PIN number, then we give a portion of those proceeds back to you guys. Um, so 10 cents per transaction goes back. You guys have done amazing. <laughs> um, you are trending to do a very uh, large amount for the year. So we have your quarter two donation right. for you right here. And so I am proud to present you with a check and I'm going to get the exact amount. I know it's 500 and um, I'm sorry, $601 oh. and 10 cents. Thank you so much. So... So we okay. use donations such as this for classroom grants. Awesome. So we're gonna, as the show goes on, we're gonna talk about um, we're gonna talk about your classroom grants and everything that you do with the donations that you get in, and how important it is for you guys to receive um, donations. So, first of all, tell me what is an education foundation. Well, every district in Galveston County has an education foundation, and our role is basically to fill the gaps. So the basic school, public school budget, pays for the basics, salaries, the buildings, the basic stuff kids need to get their education. If you want to do anything extra, you need an education foundation. So we raise funds, and when a teacher has an idea of doing something really different in their classroom, um, we fund those. Sometimes we fund things that really are normal things that can enhance the classroom. So we do library books, science lab equipment, things like that. It really brings in that extra special educational element to a classroom besides just the basic textbook kind of stuff. That's I, I think that, that is so neat. Do you have any like um, 
project like have you guys worked on you said you sometimes fund the the basic everyday stuff like library books have you guys had any like big projects um i'm gonna bring one up that um they're not here today but the alvin education foundation they do the book bus and i think that's really cool that they do um they kind of created a bus do you guys have any big projects that y'all have done or have you guys mostly done the grants we have done a range of things for just that impacts one classroom, but we've also done things that can impact an entire campus. So one of the fun things we've done in, in relation to books is the junior high librarian could see that that's the age when kids really kind of their reading goes down. They don't think it's fun to sit and read anymore. Yeah. And they're, they're just their independent reading goes down as, as to how many books they're reading. So she came up with an idea called Battle of the Books. And so the Education Foundation in Santa Fe funded that project. So it got kids reading and encouraged them to read a variety of books from a certain list through an entire school year. And then at the end of the school year, they have a trivia contest and the kids get to test their knowledge of what do they remember from all those books they read all year long. And it's increased reading at the junior high by just huge percentage that, that's absolutely amazing i think that i see that so many times where i think it's time that junior high range is just so sensitive i think so many times you have people um in elementary school as parents um you know as i i'm preparing for my daughter to enter kindergarten i'm already i you know i just got her a little tablet and i set her thing where she has to read 30 minutes a day before she even gets to do anything else and we we're so so we're so conscious of that as parents at a young age but once they get in junior high I think they just they kind of do their own thing at that point and we forget to make it a point so that's amazing mm -hmm. that you guys were able to fund that and um, be able to help junior high kids get back into that reading group because it's so much imagination and things come out of books I actually did the opposite that's actually what I started really getting into reading was probably junior high but but so many kids lose it at that point so um what who all is part of your education foundation so you guys have your staff do you have any other staff behind you i have a part-time person that helps me in the education foundation office other than that it's just me um, we're a, a nonprofit organization, 501c3, separate from the school district itself, and we have a board of 27 people who help us on the foundation, help manage the, the workings the, of the foundation. So um, when you guys are, are getting that board together, or if somebody's listening today and they, you know, they're like, oh, you know, I didn't realize that how important it was to have this in our schools and I want to be a part of it. Do you, where do you guys pull from to get your um, members of your education foundation board? All community members. Uh, a lot of our board members are parents with children in Santa Fe ISD. Some of them are local business leaders or retired teachers. So that's about the range. And they all need a connection to Santa Fe. Of course. Um, so that would be... I'm assuming live, work, or worship, is it kind of like we have our, at the, at the credit union, we, in order to be a member of a credit, our credit union, you have to live, work, or worship in the area. Is that kind of similar, or is it a little more than that? We aren't that strict about it, really, but you you got to have a heart for Santa Fe and helping the kids there, because that is our mission, to help the students of Santa Fe ISD. So what's the obligation to be a board member um, for Santa Fe education foundation you just need some time to spend in meetings yeah and we um we have quarterly board meetings and then we have some committees that meet monthly we a lot of work is done in committees at that level 
Definitely. So um, what kind of committees do you guys have for your board? We have the usual ones, um, like nominating committee to help us identify and bring in new board members when we need to. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, we also have a grants committee, and that one's real popular because that's the committee that takes in the applications from the teachers and decides, okay, where do we want to send funding? They kind of they create goals and, and what do we want to concentrate on funding this year, and they dedicate the money to those projects that they choose. Awesome. And I'm assuming some sort of events committee, too, because there's an events that go on, and we'll talk about that later, but you guys have a, an events committee as well that gets goes through? Yeah, we aren't. We're an organization that tries not to be too event heavy, but we have two major events every year, and there's a committee of volunteers that help raise those plan and raise those funds for us. Awesome. So we're going to talk more about the events that you guys have, but what um, what other do you guys get additional funding from anywhere else, or is it just from? We donations. have residual programs, such as the mascot card being one of those. And then we also reach out to corporations that have corporate giving programs. And that usually requires an application process, and we work on those as well. Awesome. So um, whenever you guys are um, doing your events, well, let's go ahead and talk about a little bit about y'all's events. So you guys have a gala typically every year, correct? We do in the fall. It's sort of our annual campaign is launched at the beginning of school. And then the gala is our culmination of that annual campaign where we thank our sponsors and we honor a community member who has really supported our kids. A lot of times that person that we're honoring is an alumni. Awesome. I, I think it's really neat. Last year, you guys, um, and we, we were there I didn't get to go myself, but we had um, representatives from ACU there, and you guys honored Johnny Lee, correct? Right. Johnny Lee grew up in Santa Fe, went to Santa Fe High School, and he came back and performed, and we presented him with a letter jacket. That was really what got it started, is he was interested in getting a high school letter jacket because he never got one before, and so we made that happen for him. That is so neat. I, I actually didn't know that part, so I, I'm excited to learn that. That is really cool whenever you have somebody come back and something meant so much to them. Um, can you imagine in all the things that he's done and I'm sure awards he's won and everything, right. what he really wanted was a high school letterman jacket. Yep, yep. And we also brought back all of his original band members. So when he grew up in Santa Fe, there was a band called the Roadrunners, and it was local high school kids. So we brought all them back together, too. So he got to hang out with his old friends. Oh, that's really cool. And so did you guys see, like, an influx last year of, like, maybe some members that had, like, maybe people who were a little bit older that maybe hadn't gone to galas and stuff? Have they, right. Did they come back? Yeah, that was a sold-out event. And so we were able to, uh, you know, reach – we really targeted making sure that we invited the people from his class and they certainly all turned out and and came to the event that they had never been to before that's really cool um so all in all everything that it takes to give those grants out um about how much in grants how do you guys determine so do you ever have like an influx of requests and you can't necessarily fund all of them about how much does it take to fund all of the grants every year we budget about 60,000 a year at least and we do not always fund all of the applications that we get at that usually does not happen so um approximately so you approximately give about sixty thousand dollars in grants every year and um the education foundation obviously there's work to take to get to run the um, both the funding as well as um, salaries and things like that. So about how much does it take to run the Education Foundation every year? What's the budget? 
We have a budget of about $150,000. Wow. So hopefully if you're a business out there and you're looking at a, a great organization to fund um, the education foundations in your area will be because it takes so much to run them. When we get back, we're going to talk more about the events they have. We're going to talk about all the cool funding and grants that they give out. I'm excited to learn some of the ones, and we'll talk about all of that when we get back on Get Associated with Kathy. You're listening to VinylDraftRadio.com. We'll be right back with more Get Associated with Kathy on Vinyl Draft Radio. Chuck Sports Bar and Memorabilia in League City is exactly what you picture a hometown bar to be. A perfect place to watch the game with friends, all the while enjoying great food, great drinks, and a friendly staff. Chuck's is also the home of celebrity bartender nights, open mic nights with Robert Del Toro, karaoke nights, and more. Chuck's is located at 601 East Main in Old League City and is open Tuesday through Thursday from 4 to 11 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 4 to 1 a.m. Call Chuck's 832-632-1325 or find them on Facebook by searching Chuck's Sports Bar League City. The light beer you've been waiting for has arrived. Corona Premier is a superior light lager brewed to be easy drinking with a taste that's undeniably Corona. Premier is an exceptional light beer, perfect for taking a moment to look around and appreciate all that you've accomplished so far. Lower carbs, lower calories, higher expectations. Corona Premier, enjoy the view. Drink responsibly. Corona Premier, imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. What would you like from your bank or credit union? How about a mobile app that makes banking simple? How about free online banking and mobile bill pay? How about loan decisions made locally? How about 15 convenient locations? Associated Credit Union of Texas has all of these and more. Sounds like you should get associated. ACU of Texas, federally insured by the NCUA. For more info, visit acutx.org. When was the last time you went to the dentist? One year? Three years? more? Most of us get so busy that we don't go to the dentist like we should. Well, maybe it's because you're not going to the right dentist. Call Dr. Teakin and his staff at Teakin Smiles right here in Link City, 281-334-4944, or go online to TeakinSmiles.com, because seeing your dentist shouldn't be a pain. We're back with more Get Associated with Kathy. Live from the ACU of Texas studios. We're back talking to Jody Gidley from the Santa Fe Texas Education Foundation. Thank you so much for tuning in and um, listening to us on FinalDraftRadio.com. And so we've been talking about all the funds that they receive um, in order to, and, and how you guys are separate. We mentioned that you guys are separate from the district so the district what the district is doing is they are providing the schools with the basics that they need they've got chairs they've got you know your books your computers whatever the basic stuff um you need but a lot of times our kids all learn differently it really takes out of the box thinking and i see so many passionate educators that have all these great ideas but it takes money to do those ideas so that's where an education foundation comes in you said all of the ones in galveston county have um education foundations so that means that throughout the state maybe there's some that don't do all of them have education foundations or not every public school district has one but the trend is certainly growing and 
I would guess that most school districts in Texas do have their own education foundation. So I just wanted to reiterate um, so that everybody understands, because that's really what we're, you know, we're talking about our great partnership with you guys um, through ACU and our mascot cards and making sure that you guys are getting um, those residual funds to be able to support yourself on an ongoing basis. But there are so many people who don't realize what education foundations are. So they are separate from the district. You guys are a 501c3 char charity. So anybody who donates to an education foundation, you get a tax deductible donation and, um, but it takes events. We talked um, a little bit about you guys have had galas and how you honor your past um, alumni in those. And But also, you have one that, um, you know, we kind of were involved in a little bit um, because we have board members um, on yours. But you guys have a great fun run, a color run. Is yeah. that right? At every spring, we sort of... It's sort of our end of school year fun event that we have, and it includes a fun run. Starts at our high school, goes in the neighborhood around the school. It includes a color run where the kids get all kinds of color powder thrown on them, and so that's a fun thing. Definitely. A lot of families come out, and then and during that event, we also have other activity booths and food and everything, and then we also have a ball drop. We have a helicopter that has numbered golf balls. They drop those on the football field, and whatever lands closest to the center, the closest 10 win prizes. Oh, that's cool. So what are some of the prizes you guys have had in the past for that? We've always, our prizes have always been donated prizes. And so we've given away Disney tickets, um, gift cards. Last year we gave away a $1,000 gift card, $500 oh. gift cards. Some give $100 gift cards. And so our idea is it's a prize that maybe a family could use over the summer to go do some things together. Do you guys have a lot of, um, do you hold any contests? I know that um, I've seen other education foundations like to, within the school holding contests of what, you know, who can sell the most ball drop tickets. Definitely. Or. We really beefed that up last year. So we, um, we encourage students to sell tickets, teachers to sell tickets, and we gave away prizes for the kid that sold the most, got a new bike. We gave away a classroom grant for the teacher that sold the most. We gave away a classroom grant for the classroom that all together sold the most. And so that's a whole nother sort of um, piece of our grant giving besides honoring applications teachers submit to us. We also create ways to give away some grant money to teachers who've done some outstanding things like teachers of the year or participate with us in other events. That's really neat. And so whenever you guys give out the grants, um, do you have like a prize patrol I, I love seeing those whenever I see them on online because it's like they won the the publisher's yeah. clearinghouse yeah. mistake although I will say you're not supposed to use the prize patrol term that publisher's oh. clearinghouse uses <laughs> because they've actually said you know that's our thing y'all need to call your something else so wow. we, we yeah so we just call ours the grant parade the grant and parade. our high school drumline accompanies us um, through the halls and it makes a big noise and, and all of the teachers are surprised they do not know who's going to win ahead of time but when they hear us coming down the hall and they know they've applied they're peeking out their doors to see if we stop and then when we stop and let them know there's often you know the class is cheering the teachers some of them cry a little bit it's fun to do that now we have ours in December so ours is actually Christmas themed we have Santa that also joins us oh that's so fun <laughs> so um I, I can imagine that that teachers would possibly <laughs> cry <laughs> during that because 
I mean, you guys have some passionate teachers. I had, I mean, my, my aunt's a teacher there, so <laughs> I have to say that, um, and she's actually done some grants she has. with you guys. So yeah. she teaches astronomy here at Cave. So, um, we call her sissy. So aunt sissy, hi, and I hope you're watching and, um, congratulations on, on all the projects that you have had over the years and making sure that kids literally reach for the stars with the astronomy program. Yeah. So talking about grants, tell me, um, give some examples. Let's talk about some of the grants that you guys have done, what they've done for kids. Well, so one of the grants we've done that was originated from a teacher's idea was for outdoor classrooms. Gives the kids a chance to get outside. It's always good to get a break and do something a little different. So we've funded where the kids have an outdoor space at the junior high with tables and a deck where they can go and sit outside and do work. A lot of times you do messy science projects. You want to take them outside to have a place outside to work. And the junior high <clears throat> also has um, uh, gardens. And then at our Kubitschek Elementary, they have a garden as well. And so we funded some of the outdoor growing spaces that they have. Um, so that one's one that, you know, the projects we fund usually impact kids for years to come. Those, are, those were put in a couple of years ago, and they're going to continue to be there for years. That's really neat i i love hearing about the outdoor gardening because um my elementary school that i went to actually has an outdoor um I don't, I don't know if it's a garden plant center i mean i know they learn about so many things but we didn't have that growing up so that's really something that i feel like shows that teachers really are out there still getting beyond the test and getting beyond um beyond the typical education and making sure that kids are really out there Definitely. touching seeing feeling that's a really neat project. So what are, um, do you have any other examples that you want to share with us about? Yeah, sometimes our projects that we fund aren't really part of the process of a teacher asking to do a project. Sometimes it's a, a district idea or a curriculum department idea, or even sometimes we kind of, from the foundation, identify something that we would like to do and start working on that. And an example of one of those projects is the STEM lab. So STEM stands for science, technology, engineering, and math. And we, we know that the STEM labs are a way to really get kids engaged across a lot of subjects. But it takes, um, it, it's, a, it's a fancier science lab and this is really essentially what it is. And so we've built one at our, at near our campuses so that several schools are able to use it. So last year was the first year for our STEM lab. And so we had junior high students come over. They do different modules throughout the year. The, the one at the end of the year was the funnest. That was where the kids made rockets. So they have a space where they are inside, they design their rocket, they learn all about the physics involved, they build it, they go outside, and they had a contest of whose rocket shot the highest. And so that was really fun. Oh, and I'm sure that sounds amazing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So this year we're going to be expanding that STEM lab, uh, buying more modules for it so that the kids are doing something different every time they come in. And we're also going to try to expand that to get to be able to reach other grade levels besides junior high. So do you guys, um, so, so you want to reach other, other grade levels. Um, how do you guys choose that? Is it just typically what project it is and what it would best suit to start? Yeah, we work closely, even though we are a separate organization from the school district, we work very closely with the school district. So we have conversations with people in the curriculum department and ask, you know, is this something that you would want and how can we implement it and what's the best way to do it? And we use their guidance to help us. 
Well, I have to say that um, in seeing the plans for the future elementary school that I believe will start in the 2019-2020 school year, is that right. correct? Um, right. In Santa Fe, I think some of the stuff you guys, some of the stuff you've described, they're actually starting to build in the new school. So it's really neat that you guys are helping kind of build the future. Um, when we went to the ribbon cutting or the groundbreaking for the new elementary school and they handed us a plan, it's so neat to see that they have some of the things that you've talked about, the, the STEM labs, the outdoor learning um, was really neat. I, mm-hmm. I Schools are getting fancy. (laughs) And we anticipate, the foundation anticipates when the new school's built, you know, those, that school's going to have some new features like you've mentioned. So we want to make sure the other elementary schools aren't left behind and have those same features. So we anticipate probably funding a little bit more at the other elementary schools just to make sure they're all got the the same fun stuff that our kids want to learn with. Yes. And there's so much technology in that school. And I, I know, um, seeing people close to that area and stuff it's it is hard because you see you're like oh how can I get my kid in that school so it's nice that you guys are going to be able to bridge that gap so if your child is going to one of the other elementary schools like how is it going to work do you know by I know this is a district question probably not a not a you question but do you know have they decided how it's going to because that's a pre-k through fifth school now are the other ones going to change up because of that I don't remember exactly how grade levels are going to go. I think the the pre-K is going to be at one campus, but the other three elementary schools will expand to include all grade levels, uh, first through fifth, I believe. Oh, okay. And yeah. so... Let's not quote us on this, because we're just yeah. talking as friends right but now. But we don't have... Dis- <laughs> as far as I'm aware, we don't have district lines drawn as to where your kid would yeah. go, depending so. on where you live. I don't know that. Yep. So, again, remember, Jody is not the district, <laughs> right. but I just brought up a fun question because, you know, curiosity killed the cat, so it doesn't, doesn't exclude the Kathy. So, um, so we talked about um, the STEM lab. And I think you had a couple more grants that you wanted to bring up. Yeah. We funded a lot of technology because technology, as you know, is very expensive. And so the district does provide a lot of that. But, for example, they provided new technology recently for all the core classes, the English, the math, all of the core classes our kids need to have. But that left out a few others. You know, it's fun to see a music class get new iPads where they can all learn music and play. So we fund sort of filling in the gaps with technology across the board. Um, A lot of times there's new gadgets all the time, and it takes a while for a school district to to plan those things into their budget. So we can kind of fill the gap, too, of, hey, this new software just came out. It would be really great if I could have this. And so a teacher will write a grant for us to, to fund those things. Um, That's really neat. You guys do so much. We're going to continue to talk about everything that you guys do um, for Santa Fe ISD, what education foundations do in, um, in particular. And we'll talk all about that when we get back on Get Associated with Kathy. You're listening to Vinyl Draft Radio. We'll be right back with more Get Associated with Kathy on Vinyl Draft Radio. Make plans for the 38th Annual Great Texas Mosquito Festival, July 26th, 27th, and 28th in Clute, Texas. Enjoy three fun-filled days of live music, food, and family fun. On Friday night, see the Spasmatics with MCA recording artist David Nail. On Saturday, start the party off right with New Orleans' favorites, Bag of Donuts, and finish the night with Texas' favorite, Kevin Fowler. For more information and a complete schedule of events, go to mosquitofestival.com. It's the Great Texas Mosquito Festival, July 26th through 28th, sponsored in part by Clute Parks and Recreation and Bud Light. 
Elite Care 24-hour emergency room in Leak City offers all of the services found at a traditional hospital emergency room, but adds very short wait times, a clean and comfortable location, and outstanding service. The goal? For you to see an emergency room physician within 10 minutes of your visit and to provide you with the best, most comfortable experience while you're with them. Elite Care 24-Hour is located at 2530 Gulf Freeway in League City. Call 281-337-7500. Are you an athlete, a former athlete, or someone who just likes to stay in shape? Do you suffer with muscle aches or joint pain and are tired of pills and creams that don't seem to work? iCryo Cryotherapy's full body treatments and spot treatments can help you heal faster, feel better, and it's all natural. So there's no age limit, and the best thing, it's affordable. Cryotherapy helps your body to heal from the inside out. Go to iCryo.com today to find a location near you. iCryo will help you give pain the cold shoulder. When you're looking for a new home, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the housing market better than the back of his hand? John Wilkinson can help answer questions related to obtaining a mortgage lender up to finding and securing the best home for you. John will take your best interests as his own and provide valuable property and neighborhood information that is important to your family. Call John at 281-974-0739 or email him at john at jwgetsitsold.com to start looking for your new home. How's this weekend for you? Simply contact John Wilkinson with Better Homes and Gardens, the real estate agent invested in you. We're back with more Get Associated with Kathy, live from the ACU of Texas studios. Welcome back, and thank you for spending your lunch hour with us. I'm here with Jody Gidley. She is the executive director for the Santa Fe Education Foundation, and um, so many times I think that people, and um, I've seen lately just people talking about not knowing what education foundations are. So we're here to educate you today to kind of let you know um, what an education foundation is. Jody, if you don't mind just recapping, what exactly does an education foundation do? And um, go ahead and give us some information on that. Well, an education foundation is designed to support the local public school district. So while the public school district can fund the basics of education, it's the education foundations that raise funds to give a little extra, fill in the gaps, and give kids opportunities to do innovative things in the classroom. I've seen some really neat, innovative um, styles that have gone on, I, I think, from education foundations and all over the Galveston County, but I've seen fun yoga ball chairs and <laughs> there's so many neat things and you think chairs are standard but but the study that goes into asking for a grant has always been kind of um, eye-opening to me because every time I've looked into either being a small part of assisting in, in funding a grant or um, or as a company you know helping do what do our part you can always see what the teachers have gone through. So what is y'all's application process? Do you? We try to make it really simple. Um, we believe that the teachers who are in that classroom every day, they know what they need. Um, so a lot of times, you know, they've been to a workshop, they've been to a professional development session over the summer, and they'll come back to school thinking, I'd really like that for my classroom. And when it comes to chairs, like you mentioned, the yoga balls, um, flexible seating is like a trend, you know, mm -hmm. and a lot of our kids, you know, and a lot of us as adults fidget, 
And some of those flexible seating options give the kids just a little chance to work out a little bit of that energy as they're learning and that helps them focus. So for some of those projects where a teacher just needs a little bit of stuff for her classroom, we have something that we call classroom wish lists. And those are things for a teacher to submit to us that costs 500 or under. And then what we do is we create a page that goes online and anyone can get on there and kind of do a little shopping, look around, see what teacher they want to support or what project they like. A lot of times it might be parents whose children are in that classroom and they'll take a look and they'll give money to fund it. And that one is really a great project because you can give $10, you can get everyone in the classroom to give $20, and you've funded something really cool that all the kids in the classroom get to use, like the flexible seating or new equipment or really just anything. Um, so we developed the classroom wish list about five years ago, and it's grown every year. And it's really also a way where a teacher doesn't have to spend her own money. And we all know that a lot of times teachers spend money on supplies and things throughout the year, and we don't want them to have to do that. So that's the other reason we created the Classroom Wishlist Program. I think that that is so neat. Um, if somebody is interested um, in funding one of your classroom um, wish lists or just even looking at the projects and seeing what's going on in the schools, Let's go ahead and give your website so people will know kind of where they can go in order to look for those things. Okay. You can find all of the information about our education foundation at www.sfisd.org slash education foundation. Perfect. Now, um, we were talking about grants before we left off, and you had one more grant you wanted to mention, so I wanted to kind of circle back to that before we keep going. Yeah, um, you know, it's really a, a trend, and it's a good one, where our high school has c c uh, CTE programs, and that's where a kid can kind of get an idea of what they want to pursue as a career and take that pathway. So, for example, they might do welding, and they do take classes um, outside the school to learn that trade. Mm -hmm. We also have a program where we have students who can earn their um, nursing assistant certification while they graduate high school, and they graduate with that so they can go on to be a nurse or other medical field. And so we have a lab at our high school where the kids are learning nursing skills, and they were doing it sort of with um, just pretend, but we were able from the Education Foundation to fund actual mannequins that, where they are sophisticated mannequins that teach nursing skills where they can measure temperature and do phlebotomy and all of the skills that those students needed to learn to get their CNA. That is really incredible because um, I know coming, my mom was in education, but growing up she wasn't, you know, she didn't necessarily have the funds to be able to go to college and so many kids um and i think even more so now we see more um you know back then it was common and then we kind of got in the the trend where parents were always paying for college and now a lot of parents you know you you have multiple kids you can't necessarily pay for school and so my mom actually put herself you know they had programs like that back then and it's neat to see them coming back but she was a beautician she went to beautician school and got her beautician's license and that's how she put herself through college so i know that i'm sure you guys are kind of setting a lot of people up for a future in nursing by being able to give them something so they can work through school rather than right. just um, being able to have to take out student loans and other means. So it's really, really neat. Mm -hmm. I think it's so cool that you guys are doing that. I, as a community member and, uh, and you know, in community business, have um, also purchased um, 
ads from you guys. So tell me about those and how people can go on your website and be able to advertise their business. Yeah, that's a lot of school districts have really just tried to supplement their budget by offering advertising. And so we do, Santa Fe ISD offers advertising on its scoreboard, at its field, on the website, and, and on, it, it really is a good program for businesses to be able to target the audience that they want. Are they trying to kind of reach the entire Santa Fe community? Well, then you might want an ad at the football field because football's big, right? Mm-hmm. But if you are a, a business that maybe is looking to target teachers, maybe you are um, a business that sells directly to teachers, equipment, that kind of thing, you can target your ad to be on a place where teachers are going to access certain things on the website. Um, so it's just a... If you're going to advertise, why not support education while you do it? And so that's really the idea behind it is if we can offer that platform for our community to advertise on, then it's just helping our kids even more. That's really neat that you guys um, do that. So all that information, again, can be found on your website. Just to circle back with those class from y'all's website with the classroom grants, we gave out the web address. Let's go ahead and give it out one more time. It's www.sfisd.org backslash education foundation. Perfect. So when you go there, obviously the classroom wish list, have they, they probably haven't been created yet because kids, parents. Uh, we, we do still have some that oh, weren't okay. funded at the end of last year that are up. And then when school starts, we'll get more going once the teachers get back in their classroom and, and submit their ideas to us. Well, Jody, you're, you're such a neat person to be doing all of this. I think it takes a special person to work in the nonprofit world. So tell me, how did you get into Education Foundation? What did what was your path like? Well, it didn't start there, but I have always worked for uh, nonprofits. Um, I have a degree in museum studies and archaeology and then a master's degree in history. So I've worked in museums. Oh, okay. I I was like, hold on, how did, (laughs) (laughs) trying to put the connection together. That's really neat though. Yeah. Um, So worked in museums. I moved here to work for the Galveston Historical Foundation. Hurricane Ike flooded the museum that I managed there collections were moved into storage and and things changed. And so then I learned about the opportunity for Santa Fe ISD starting an education foundation and a friend of mine told me about it. I had already lived in Santa Fe. My kids already went to Santa Fe schools. So it was something that was really interesting to me. And so started working for their education foundation. Nonprofits, you know, even though it's not a museum, you know, it's still a nonprofit. You still have to deal with um, all of the bylaws and the board and all of the workings of a nonprofit. So it wasn't that far of a stretch. That is absolutely an incredible story. So how long has um, has the Education Foundation, you said that, so Ike was 2008 or so, right? I, 2000, right. 2008. So this was after that. How long has the Education Foundation been around Santa Fe? The Santa Fe Education Foundation started in 2010. Okay. And so I came on as its first full-time director in 2011. So tell me, how does that work? Because that's, you know, that's something I don't know anything about. Whenever you're starting an education foundation, um, I know with other nonprofits, you know, you, you kind of have to have a community need. Obviously, the district had a need. Is that something the district just decides, like, we do want an education foundation? Is that a group of community members coming together? It can go either way. Um, education foundations start, whether it be from community leaders wanting to do it 
-hmm. or it might be from the school thinking this would be nice if we had this kind of support and they'll go out to the community and kind of work with some people and say would y'all be willing to help this happen for us and so it's a partnership mostly from the community's initiation that's so so absolutely i know i keep saying it but i think that education is so important and it's just incredible that you guys are able to do these things and you guys have done so much and these last month and a half is actually is it two months two, two months um have been very difficult for santa fe isd absolutely. Um, so um tragedy occurred in may um and um you guys i i don't know how it started but you guys just kind of got thrown in the loop of being a part of that it really has taken over your entire life pretty much that's right um on may 18th the day that it happened we had a candlelight vigil at texas first bank and there were people there that showed up wanting to donate and so one of our education foundation board members is at texas first bank in santa fe so she began taking donations and we realized we've got to open up a new account we don't know exactly what we're going to do what we're going to get yet but we want to be there to help the community so our education foundation basically loaned its nonprofit status the, and opened the account and so we began taking donations that fund continued to grow and um and so we're going to support the the victims of the tragedy with that with that fund we're going to talk more about that okay. talk about what you guys have done um one of the things that i think was amazing um through it all is how there was probably about three or four education foundations that just ran to you guys and um and just like the community, you know, hugged on to you guys tight, they did as well. And so we're going to talk about everything you guys did together, what that collaboration was like, and, and really clear up some of the, the fund questions when we get back on Get Associated with Kathy. You're listening to Vinyl Draft Radio. We'll be right back with more Get Associated with Kathy on Vinyl Draft Radio. Coastal Shade Company is the Houston and Gulf Coast leader in outdoor shade coverings, from palapas to pergolas, pavilions, and more. Looking for an outdoor kitchen or fireplace? No one will provide you greater value than Coastal Shade Company. Contact us today at 832-917-7672 or visit us online at CoastalShadeCo.com. Lori Coppett. A name you can trust. Lori Coppett. A senior mortgage loan originator with Prime Lending, serving the Clear Lake area for over 28 years. Lori Why are you saying it like that? Coppett. Helping hundreds of satisfied clients with their home loan needs. Lori. Seriously? Coppett. If you're purchasing, refinancing, or renovating your home, visit lcoppock.com to get the professional service you need. NMLS number 176539, Equal Housing Lender. Lori Coppett. Oh, for God's sake. Tucked away in the side streets of Kima, the white exterior of Kima Steak Company radiates a timeless essence. Behind the doors, a casual yet elegant dining experience welcomes their guests. They make sure your dining experience is nothing but the absolute best. Come in today and see why Kima Steak Company is your perfect getaway. Kima Steak Company is located at 707 Bradford Avenue in Kima. Contact them at 281-334-9463. Reservations recommended on weekends. We the people have a right to superior cocktails and Preamble Lounge and Craft House would like to welcome you to a new cocktail revolution. 
Our Speakeasy-inspired lounge offers signature craft cocktails in an intimate setting. With a wide selection of high-end spirits, infusions, barrel-aged beverages and cocktails, there is something for every patron in every budget. Preamble is located at 20801 Gulf Freeway in Webster and open Monday through Saturday from 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. Preamble Lounge and Craft House, a new cocktail revolution. We're back with more Get Associated with Kathy, live from the ACU of Texas studios. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us. We are talking about Education Foundations today, and I'm with Jody Gidley. Jody is the Executive Director for Santa Fe Education Foundations. We have talked about everything in the, um, you know, last, or we've talked about everything the Education Foundation does. You guys are separate from the school district. You're a 501c3 nonprofit charity, and you give back to classrooms through grants. Um, You may give to bridge the gap of anything that the government um, doesn't provide as far as public education goes. Is that correct? Have I gotten everything right? That's right. (laughs) Awesome. Well, um, you know, when we left off, we were talking about something that is a tragedy, but we're talking about the overabundance of love and support that has come from that tragedy. So uh, about two months ago, two months ago yesterday, um, there was a mass shooting at Santa Fe um, High School, and it really rocked and shook the world of all of Santa Fe, and really the entire, I feel like all of Texas, <laughs> it really just, I, it was eye-opening um, to the realities of what can happen in our community, and through that, an outpouring of love and support for Santa Fe came through, and you guys stepped up as an organization to assist in the channeling of the funds. Am I saying that? That's right. Um, So when something like that happens, people want to do something. And a lot of times it's make a donation. And so the fund grew and continued to grow. And we continued to get a flood of phone calls, people wanting to donate, people wanting to support our school district by providing food, by providing uh, sympathy cards. I mean, you name it, we've gotten all kinds of calls. And so when the fund continued to grow, we realized that we didn't really know the next steps. There's a lot of legal implications when you give someone a donation to an individual, to a minor. There's wills and there's heirs of the victims that have to be considered. And so we were contacted by the National Compassion Fund, and none of us really knew what that was until we we started looking into it. But the National Compassion Fund is part of a larger organization that supports victims in this country. They are the experts in mass casualty events. As sad as it is that they they exist, they have helped Parkland's Florida school shooting, Aurora theater shooting, um, the Las Vegas, Orlando, yeah. you name it, they were at those events. And so one of the ways that they help is they can help a community manage a fund for victims. And so we partnered with them. They do not charge anything for their services. They are also a nonprofit that has their own set of donors who support the work that they do. 
and they go come into a community that has a mass casualty event and they help administer the funds so there are, they have a legal team they um, also help build the fund so not only do people donate here locally to the Santa Fe Strong Fund for Victims, but he's also got national corporations that give when the National Compassion Fund is working with a community. So this fund will um, continue to grow, and, and it does. It will be open until September 30th. So you guys donations. do have a, I wasn't sure if you guys, last time, whenever, the National Compassion Fund came and talked to the community. There wasn't a date, so September 30th. September 30th is the date, and then during, in the meantime, what happens is a local steering committee is put together to work with the National Compassion Fund, and they have worked um, to create sort of the rules that are gonna be governing the fund. Um, they um, have met several times. We've released a draft protocol. We've allowed for public comment. We've had a town hall meeting about it. Uh, the National Compassion Fund has reached out and talked with many of our families um, to, to let them know how this will go and what the next steps will be. Um, so then the families um, will continue to get information from the National Compassion Fund and then eventually they will be dispersing funds. Um, after September 30th. That's, it, it was really important whenever we, um, and I, I got to hear the gentleman who spoke from then, I, I apologize, I don't remember his name, but the gentleman that spoke from the National Compassion Fund, it was very eye-opening to learn everything that goes into this and how you can't, you know, and it, afterwards it made sense like it, it was kind of like oh okay the same way you can't just give someone a car and think that there's no taxes or no um you know legal part of it where you go and it's you know why a lot of parents will you know have their kids pay something for a car in order to when you're giving someone money there's a lot of legal things that go into it and, and like you said the the heirs and the their wills and what you know what was the next steps in making sure that you're not legally obligated. So it's so nice that you guys are assisting in that really in, in any way. Um, but being able to let allow people to give money to you guys um, as a nonprofit, so they're getting their tax right off. Um, and I know that that's why it's, it's not the reason a lot of people are doing it. People are doing this from the bottom of their heart and, and just being able to give something. But being able to give a tax to tax deductible donation is so um, nice because you can maybe give more and then another thing that I thought was very neat is is that cutoff date you know making sure that you give plenty of time so that some of those national donations that I'm sure are coming in or possibly coming in they needed time in order to be able to request those right so um, I think that everything that you guys are doing in this um, but Let's talk about, you, you guys had some partnerships in this because you were a little overwhelmed and, and still I'm sure overwhelmed in those, in those days. Like I can't even imagine being in that, in that spot. Um, but you had some friends that came over and helped you. I did. Um, when it first happened, um, I was called into work on Saturday and kind of given the task of help with all of fielding the calls of support that we're getting, um, trying to get a handle on some of that. Um, and like I said, donations and offers of support were pouring in at a pace that I could not keep up with. And so 
and then you have people who in our area who were wanting to help and would ask, how can I help, how can I help? At that time, it was very hard to figure out what it is that we needed and how they could help. But so, so I just kept kind of putting some of those calls off. You know, I get a call from Alvin's Education Foundation. How can I help? Well, I don't know. Well, finally, I think they all got together and said, let's just go there. Yeah. So they showed up at my door. So I had people from Alvin's Education Foundation, Friendswood's Education Foundation, Dickinson's Education Foundation, Texas City's Education Foundation, and I'm probably forgetting somebody. It's I'm okay. Sorry. No, I but they this. just showed up and said, "What can I do?" And when someone's standing right there in your office, you know, you you do realize there's things that they can do to help you, uh, whether it be you know, bringing me some water because I was dying of thirst or here's some paper because you don't have any, <laughs> just yes. the little things. And so then they started helping with uh, making some of the phone calls. Um, if somebody um, had offered to, for example, we want to provide T-shirts for everybody. Well, Friendswood's Education Foundation Director Page handled that entire project. So within uh, a week, every person in Santa Fe ISD had a new Santa Fe Strong shirt to wear. And it's a little thing, but it meant a lot because then on the day that we all came back, all of our staff came back for our end of year breakfast that we always have, everybody had that shirt on. And so it made everybody feel, feel a little better under those circumstances. Um, so all of the education foundation directors helped call people back because we didn't really want to, you know, we didn't want it to seem like we weren't grateful for their support. Sometimes we, we could um, use their offer of support right away. You know, well, we're going to bring you lunch today. Well, then they would help facilitate that whole thing for all of us on m multiple campuses that were there to help. Um, and then sometimes there are phone calls to the other places that were offering help might just be, uh, thank you so much. We're not sure that we can use what you're offering right now, but we're going to keep you on our list. So we actually have a lot, of, uh, we have a spreadsheet of people that want to help and the ways they want to help, and we're trying to work through some of that even now. Yeah, I can imagine, and I remember talking to Sheila, that I think within a day or two after everything, and, and she said, I'm, I'm headed there right now, and, you know, at one point we just – you know, I think we just took a list of all the phone calls and everything that was coming in and said, we need to organize this and we need to make a spreadsheet and make sure that we know who wants to offer help because you don't, it, it's hard. You don't want to, it's when you're going through your own personal tragedy and you have, you know, Aunt Sally coming and, and talking to you and you're still sensitive about telling her, hey, Aunt Sally, thank you so much. But right now I can't, I can't use that. In all of those times, it's just nice to have that support, but to know that it can be there. Maybe, you know, maybe we're going to call Aunt Sally. So for you guys, I know that, you know, maybe we're going to call on that business when we go back to school and say, hey, okay, now we've had a moment to breathe and our kids need your support and our, you know, our community family needs your support. So I know that you guys are thankful for all of that and thankful for the help. Thank you so much for coming and talking to me today, Jody, and, you know, really just answering some questions about what Education Foundation does. So I appreciate you. And, Thank you. Um, we are, we'll be back next Thursday at noon on Get Associated with Kathy. You're listening to VinylDraftRadio.com.